Hey guys, what's going on? You are listening to the Black and Saintly Podcast. Here, I'm sharing my personal experience. My name is Kenny Green. I'm sharing my personal experiences as an African-American member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I have a lot of interesting things to share, a lot of interesting perspectives I feel that I can add to the conversation. So sit back, relax, make sure that you tell your friends, send this on around to social media. If you have a gumption to help this program out, you can join our Patreon community. Links are always in the podcast below. We also um, invite you guys to visit our website at www.black-saintly.com. You can visit us there and connect with us. We also have our podcast archives there. We have our vlog there. We have a lot of stuff there going on. So y'all make sure that you stop on by and check us out. So anyways, let's get into the podcast. Hey, what's going on everybody? It's your boy, your host, Kenny G. And today we are going to be talking about racism in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And this is not going to be a long podcast at all. Uh, This is March 1st that I'm recording this. Um, Black History Month is over. Um, But we could talk about, um, you know, racism at any time. Um, And because it is something that we're still fighting and still dealing with, Within the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We're still um, having to fight that. We're still having to um, go up against racism. And, you know, I, I, I think about it all the time. About the struggle that, that we go through. That we've been through. And I, I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful that we've overcome, that we're on the other side of that right now. Um, I gave a talk last Sunday in church, and I never, out of all of my talks in the entire time of being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I never had such a positive response in this talk. And you can find this talk on my website. I've included the link in the uh, podcast description below. Um you can read my talk, but it was basically showing the positives of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That people don't think about, or people don't know, people don't realize uh, from scripture, from hymns, from history. Um, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has made huge um, amounts of strides and contributions in civil rights towards African Americans. And I have nothing but the most utmost love and respect for the church. Um, for that, but there is still a racist culture in the church. I encountered that, um, the best way I can describe it was on my mission. Um, I was called to serve a mission with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to the Macon, Georgia mission. Macon, um, when God called me, I knew that it was going to be tough because I was walking home from somewhere. And I was about two blocks from the house. And the Lord said, prepare your heart for you're going to the south. And I didn't know what, you know, what that meant. Like when that like dropped into my spirit, 
um, revelation, you know, drop into my spirit, I, I didn't know what that meant, like, am I going to the South today, am I going to South High School here in Denver, am, what, what am I doing, what's up, what's cracking, Sorry, need a sip of water. But, um, I was like, you know, south. And as soon as I had gotten home, like two seconds later, the mailman pulled up and I see the big white envelope. So I know it's my mission call. So I run, dang near almost break my neck, jumping off the porch, trying to get to that uh, mailbox. So I open up my letter, and you know, I had seen call to serve, but I wasn't a part of a member family. And I tried to get people around me to see, you know, while I opened my letter so they could see where I was going to go. But nobody cared. They're like, Negro, you leaving for two years. Bye. <laughs> That's how I felt my family felt. I couldn't get nobody around. I opened up my letter and it said I was called to Macon, Georgia. So I went to the MCC. MCC experience was amazing. Um, not amazing. Uh, not all amazing. Um... I will, since I'm talking about my mission, I'll, I'll give you a little, in, a little insight into what happened. Um, the day before the temple was amazing. I did a session in Salt Lake Temple with my boy Eddie. Shout out, Eddie. What's up? Uh, the missionary that baptized me. And I met Alex Boye in the temple, and he had been my Facebook friend. He actually saw, like, my updates and things and would, and told me, you know, like, keep the faith, keep strong, all those kind of things. I thought that was really cool. Um, but, um, so, meeting, I met Alex Boye, which I thought was amazing, awesome, sauce. Um, the next day I went to the temple, meet to the MCC. MCC was great, I loved the MCC. However, in the MCC, my diabetes kicked in. I didn't know I had diabetes at the time. I was having to use the bathroom every five minutes. My, my companion hated me, because I was having to get up from class, like, every five minutes, legit, use the bathroom. And he was missing so much of class, I mean, and... He was getting to the point where, like, he was hating me, hating me. Like, he wanted to maybe put some fists on me. So they thought I had the flu. They kept, I kept going to the medical center at the NCC. Kept going there, kept going there, kept going there. And they kept saying, you got the flu, you're sick, elder, lay down. So my companion was happy because he got to be part of a trio for a while. And I just laid down, slept in the NCC um, bedroom. There's nothing more boring than being sick with a cold without TV laying down in NCC bedroom. I was a good missionary, though. I still was a good missionary. So, when I wasn't getting better, they said, go over to the BYU Medical Center. And they could do more of a workup. So, I went to the BYU Medical Center, and they did blood tests. And they came back in the room, and they said, Elder, we have an ambulance for you on the way. And I said, what are you talking about? Because I, I thought I just had a cold. And he said, Elder, your blood sugar is 1013. You're diabetic. Not only are you diabetic, but you're, you should not be walking, talking, speaking right now. You should be in a coma. Miracle. God God protects his missionaries. God kept his older alive. So I had to go to the hospital and I spent my three weeks of the MTC in the hospital, for the most part. Um, I still studied. I still had my discussions down cold. That's why I didn't have to wait to go out to the mission field, because I still had, I had my discussions down cold. I was ready to teach. Um, I was obedient in the hospital. I didn't watch television. I could have. Most missionaries did. 
in the hospital. They broke the mission rules. I didn't. I had them bring me in the TV with a VCR, and I had my branch president at the MTC bring me tapes, videotapes, like church movie tapes, and I would just watch those over and over again. Uh, and I was obedient. And other the nurses and everyone saw that. And I even got the mission, the MCC president came. Um, and I forget which apostle he was the brother to, but, you know, then the apostle came. And I thought that was, you know, amazing that these people were mindful of poor little old me. And uh, I thought that was just insane. I thought it was lovely. Um, but I finally, I'm out on my mission, and I'm in my first area. And... Uh, my first area was racist as heck. Um, the first day, we're out on splits, and I'm with the high priest group leader. Now, this high priest group leader, good old boy. Good old boy. Good old boy, for real. Good old boy. Look like a good old boy, too. You know, kind of pudgy. Long, white beard. Like, like Brigham style. Like, all the way down to the flow. <laughs> I mean, he looked like the Dynasty Beyond. Um, for real, he could have been a Robertson. Um, but, um, just good old boy. And we, we went out teaching, but we were waiting on my companion to come back to the trailer. So I could go in for the night. And he looks at me, he says, nigger, the only reason why you're in my truck is because of the priesthood you hold and that name tag on your chest. And I said, and I'm looking at him like, this gotta be a greenie joke, because this is my first week out of my mission, mind you. I'm like, y'all, playing games. Ha! Ha! That's my, that's my fake laugh. Ha! Like yeah, like, yeah, right, come on, bruh. He was like, he was like, oh, you don't believe me? I was like, no, I don't believe you. Like, no, I don't believe you. It's like, alright. He's like, I'm on back around the truck, boy. It's alright. So we popped, we jumped out, we go around back of the truck. He opens up his pop top, goes in the back, pulls out a bag, pulls out a blue cape. Not only was he Ku Klux Klan, but he was like, the Grand Wizard, Grand Dragon, I don't know the ranks. If one of y'all used to be KKK, or one of y'all racist as a mug, and y'all still members of the KKK, you know what the covers mean of the different robes and and whatnot. You you let me know, because I, I just know he was something high. That It was blue, and it had, like, stripes on it. Like, this dude was, like, for real, like, HNIC, or HWIC, head white guy in charge, HWGIC. Yeah, there we go, we'll, we'll use that one. Um, but I told the bishop, and he said, mind your business, boy, that Sunday. And I saw my mission president, and my mission president, I think, knew, because he said, don't focus on the members, just be a good missionary. Now, the funniest thing about this racist guy in the church, I want to call him other adjectives, but it is the Sabbath, and I'm trying to be saved. <laughs> but, um... This this racist guy had a chicken joint in the middle of the ghetto and served nothing but black people. Like, his chicken was so famous around that area that there was, like, a line around the building waiting for his chicken joint to open up. How do I know? Because he invited us to come eat chicken. Now, my companion was all for it. I wasn't going to eat that nigga chicken. Please forgive me for using the N-word, y'all. Please forgive me. It's my Ebonics. African-Americans, we use that word sometimes. We shouldn't. I know. I know. Y'all pray for me. Y'all pray for me. For my ghetto nature. But, uh, I wasn't gonna eat a chicken. I didn't trust it. I was like, you gonna spit in it? You know, or worse, poison it. So, take care of that little nigger. You know, nigger missionary. But, um, yeah. And that was the culture. 
people didn't even serve us meals if that were because I was black. I it, it actually caused division between me and my companion so badly that um, me and my companion at our apartment came to blows. Now, I will interject here that I think that all of this is my fault, that I was going through this. And here's why. See, my companion, my, my trainer, he was the younger brother of my roommate in Denver. Yes, I live with a group of guys, really awesome guys in Denver and Aurora. And his brother was out there. So when I got out there, I asked, like, can y'all put me with, you know, Elder Sorso? I'm not going to say names. So can you put me with this elder? You know, and they were like, you know, the APs like laughing, like, yeah, let me see what we do. And they put me with that elder. And it was toxic. So never try to be the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost makes those kinds of assignments on missions. I shouldn't make, try to make that assignment. I made that assignment, and it was one of the worst mistakes in my life. After our fight, after we came to blows, physicals, and probably your wrong home, I didn't do it in front of people, I didn't want to embarrass the church. But me and him, we had to have some furniture moving. There was a smoking stick. We had some issues because of the racism. And he thought that I should just be cool with it. And I was like, um, you don't understand. I know. I'm like, like, bro, you, you just obviously clearly you don't understand. I just be cool with it. Um, but, um, yeah. That was, you know, but when I went with his, uh, tr with his, it was his own leader. Now, the zone leader had my companion from the MTC. All of us from the MTC went to, like, the same city, like, same area, Savannah, the Savannah area of Georgia. And so we were all in the same area. And um, when I worked with the trainer dude, I mean, not the trainer dude, um, I, I always want to say the trainer dude, the dude that was training my uh, MTC companion, because we got switched, because they were like, Elder Green, why don't you come with us, because, you know, you, you wild around here. And when I got switched and I was with him, it was like the most beautiful companionship in the world. We did so much amazing, beautiful work. It, we taught amazing lessons. The Holy Ghost was unrestrained. It was amazing. I should never have tried to be the Holy Ghost by trying to make my own mission. Never do that, y'all. Always lean on the Holy Ghost. Um, but it was tough. But I worked that area. I worked the area hard. Now, one of the highlights of my mission was when I left, they did a low country ball for me. It was a big part for me. Um, I had to leave because I had health issues from the NCC that were still um, feeling. Becoming a new diabetic is not good for you to be in really, really hot heat because that drives your blood sugar and your blood pressure low. And the kind of walking that was required of a missionary in that area walked. I mean, we had a car, but we would drive to, like, the edge of the city, because we had nine cities in our area. That was how big our area was. And I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, it's like the zone I'm talking about, just me and my companion's area. And so we would drive to the city park, and we would walk all day, and get your blood sugar dropping, and all that stuff. Um, you know, it was, it was tough. It was very tough. Um, so I had to go home, but as I was going home, the members prepared me a little country ball, and I wasn't, I probably was like, oh, it's because I'm leaving. No, it was because they respected me. I stuck it out. I did the best that I could, and they knew that I did the best that I could, and I taught as hard as I could. So guys, that's it. 
I want to encourage African-American members, even if you encounter racism, wherever you are, racism is anywhere, in the church, in the culture, in the world, you're not going to escape it. Period. Sorry. It's just it's not going to happen. But, if you stick to it, if you keep working, and you don't stop, then you will earn the respect of those that oppress you. And you are in respect of those in the church. God bless. See you guys next week.